Hey, welcome to your Friday. You know what that means, right? The weekend is almost here, and it also means another edition of the Speaking For Him podcast is here. I'm Adam McNutt, alongside the host of the program, Mr. Andrew Gomison. Adam, it's so good to be with you. I hope that uh, all the listeners out there are having uh, a great week and that their weekend uh, is getting off to a great start, and we want to help with that. I'm very excited today uh, for the interview that I have to share with you guys. I actually uh, already recorded this interview because our guest was not able to join us uh, during our normal recording time slot. So I was able to meet him at his home and do this interview, and I hope that you enjoy it. Uh, to give you a little bit of introduction, Dave Dalrymple is a wonderful friend of mine. He really has encouraged me uh, since the early days of my ministry, and I think you're really going to enjoy what he has to share. He shares with honesty and openness and candor and after we listen to this i'll be back with some closing thoughts so i think without further ado i will let you listen to this interview with dave delrymple again uh keep in mind dave is an oral surgeon with alpine oral surgery in grand rapids area so if you want to get some good oral surgery you can look him up by simply googling that name and so right now let's go to the interview with Dave Dalrymple. Uh, Dave, first of all, I want to thank you for joining me today for this interview. It really means a lot to have you on my podcast, so welcome. Thank you. Uh, well, uh, Dave, let's start with um, uh, an easy one. Not that any of these are especially hard. Put me on but, the spot right away. Yeah. But tell us a little bit about your growing up years. Uh, I grew up in upstate New York. And I grew up in a Roman Catholic family. My, my grandmother was uh, in it from Italy and came over on the boat. And uh, so she was pretty staunch Roman Catholic. And we were churched, uh, not necessarily knowledgeable in the Bible, not necessarily um, followers of Christ, but we were certainly um, churched uh, on Sunday. Uh, I guess that's the religious aspect of my youth. Uh, my mom died when I was young. I was 17. She died of uh, lung cancer, and from then, uh, it was a little bit of a difficult time because I had three younger sisters who were raised, you know, by my dad, uh, and then future stepmother. Uh, so it was a little difficult time uh, growing up from a, from a standpoint of having a mom ar around. But uh, I don't know is that is that what you're looking for? Yeah, that that, that sounds uh, pretty good. Um, so going from there, uh, you said that you grew up in a, in a Roman Catholic household and, uh, kind of did the church thing, um, but it wasn't really personal. Uh, can you tell me at the point, um, that you were at in your life, uh, maybe some of the circumstances surrounding it and then ultimately how you came to Christ in a personal way? Well, you know, I probably had some like I said, some form of religion all the way through my late teens and 20s and even in my 30s. Uh, I think probably as I got into my 30s, I became um, more vague spiritualist, you know, and sought out some of the, the more cultic ways to seek God and really spiraled down to a place where I became pretty prideful. Um, I, I'm a physician, as you know, um, played football in college, had things pretty well go my way, at least superficially, for a long time. 
was pretty comfortable in my position, and, and I think got so comfortable in my position that God was peripheral, uh, and I never knew Christ personally, but uh, came to a place in my life in my into my mid to late 30s where uh, just immorality crept in, and, and uh, just fell really hard, uh, morally and spiritually. Uh, my family was in jeopardy, I think, at that time, and my job was in jeopardy at that time, and got so low that one evening I really thought about taking my life. I was just really, uh, I guess, outside of, uh, feeling outside of the possibility of, of hope. And uh, I'm not sure what happened. I, I remember laying in my, on my floor in my basement one night and uh, just cried out to God. And I'm like, God, I don't know if you're real. You know, I've gone to church and I've heard about you talked about you, and, and but I don't really know if I if I believe that you're real. But if any time in my life I need to know, now would be a good time to know that. And, uh, and I just remember laying, laying in my bed, uh, crawling up the floor, getting into my bed down in our basement, and I just said, Lord Jesus, I don't, I, I don't know, and I need to know if you're real. And it sounds really crazy, but honest to goodness, in a, in a moment, in an instant, I just had a peace in my in my heart. I had a calm for the first time. Um, certainly in that really intense moment, uh, and I, I heard the Lord speak to my heart, saying that I'll be with you. And, and I thought I was crazy. I'm like, am I just speaking to myself? Am I just talking to myself? And um, the Lord just said, you know, I'll be there. And I remember just talking to my wife that night, and. She probably thought I was a little crazy, too. <laughs> um, but I woke up the next morning intensely hungry for God. I had a Bible in my house that I had since I was a kid. I never read it, never really understood it when I did try to read it. And I was just ravenous for it. And it was that time that the Lord just opened my heart. And um, Christ became my Savior. And it was just tremendously uh, rewarding. I met you not too long thereafter. <laughs> That's yeah, that's kind of, that's really interesting. I didn't realize that it was that you were that young in the faith uh, when we met, but you must have been. Um, and so that's kind of interesting because in some ways, even though uh, you consider yourself fairly young in the faith, you've been a solid mentor to me and an encouragement to me, and I really appreciate that. And I appreciate your candor. You know, um, I think a lot of times we talk about preaching the gospel, and we we should. There's no doubt about it, but the, the thing is, if we're not going to be honest with people about our struggles and about what God has done for us personally, they're not going to be half as interested um, in, in our faith. You know, they're only going to be half as interested if we just spout random passages of Scripture with no personal connection. So being honest and having that um, kind of honesty is very important. Um, so, tell me about your family today. Well, you know, when did I meet? I, I came to faith about 10 or 11 years ago, and I met you probably two or three years after that, I think. And um, since that time, you know, my, my wife, who was a churchgoer as well, but not a believer, has come to faith in the Lord. And, and she's just so vibrant in her prayer life and, and is a godly mother. Uh, I've got three children 
daughter who's uh, 18 and two boys, uh, 13 and 11. Um, we're just uh, just so bound by by the Lord. We we um, draw our strength from Him. We struggle like everybody else, you know, familiarly and and in the worldly sense, we get drawn out by fleshly things and sports. We were just talking about that and, and all the activities that surround us and trying to figure out what it is the Lord's calling us to do. But um, we're just incredibly blessed. God has opened up ministry doors for me in a number of, t- a number of occasions, as you know. And uh, interestingly enough, talk about candor. I mean, I, I met you at the Guiding Light Mission. <laughs> um, you know, and, and there was so much candor in that place. People just live, you know, shoot living it out and putting their stuff on their sleeves. So, yeah, life is good. God is good. Well, thank you very much. And one of the things that that speaking for him really stands for and really tries to uh, positively enforce is, is godly marriage and how God puts together marriage, how he intends it to be uh, for life. And I wonder if you might have any tips for our listeners on how you keep your marriage strong? Uh, because I look at it and I, I see a good example in it. I would say, you know, the verse that comes to mind is uh, when Paul asked to have the thorn removed three times and the Lord said, my grace is sufficient for thee. I think the biggest, uh, one of the biggest things in our marriage is grace. That We, we both know that we are sinful and fallible. My wife has just been a, the epitome of grace uh, in the mistakes that I've made and the struggles I've made, I've had. But um, the other thing I think really is being being united in Christ. I think as we're walking closer with Christ, as we worship corporately together, as we pray together uh, as a couple, as we pray together as a family, uh, as we're in the Word together, devotionals, that those things continue to draw us nearer to each other. As we start to slip away from those things, as we, you know, the times that we've um, been busy and have foregone corporate worship, or, or we've just gotten out of the out of the beautiful habit of, of praying together, those are the times that we've been probably more in the crosshairs of, of the enemy. I think so. Uh, the closer we walk with him individually, and the closer we walk with him together, has bound us up um, tighter. And right now, t- today, I would say. I'm sure Susie would agree with me, is that uh, today we're probably closer than we've ever been since the day we met. Um, and we've gone through some significant, difficult struggles in our life and our marriage, and um, but God has been so faithful. But I think walking close is the key. And uh, I think I mentioned in the intro that uh, Dave is an oral surgeon. Uh, his business is Alp- Alpine Oral Surgery. And I want to make sure that I put a plug in there for that because that's another one of my visions uh, here at Speaking for Him is to encourage people to patronize Christian businesses. Uh, There's a lot of pressure today uh, to have uh, businesses make alliances with other businesses, and some of them aren't so good. Some of them are very uh, worldly, and so I like the opportunity to recommend – business people of integrity, and uh, Dave certainly is that. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Google Alpine Oral Surgery, and uh, Dave will fix you up. He's a good man. So um, 
moving on, I have just a couple more questions for you, Dave. Uh, as we are listening to this, we're hearing your story. You've been very honest with us, and we really appreciate that. Uh, but is there some way specifically uh, that I myself and uh, my co-host Adam and also those listening can be praying for you? Hmm. You know, I think probably if I had one prayer, it would be that uh, I walk with the Lord, that I hear his voice. You know, the Bible says clearly that his sheep know his voice. Um, but there's so many, uh, so many other voices clamoring in your head at times. And um, I want to make sure that I hear his voice and that I'm obedient. So you know, if I had one prayer, that it would be that I hear his voice and that I'm obedient so that I walk close to him. I guess if the Lord is uh, all-powerful, all-knowing, probably be a good place to walk, right? Absolutely. So that's my prayer. Be my need, my prayer need. And then finally, um, do you have any final words of challenge or encouragement to our listeners? What comes to mind? It'd be pretty similar to the prayer request. You know, I think that. Um, there's one thing that I see, and I'll, I'll, I'll put this forth. I have a friend of mine who is uh, took his families in his mid to mid 30s, took his family with five young children uh, and his wife uh, to Mexico to preach the gospel. They they pretty much sold everything they had, jumped in their van, went to Mexico into the mountains, and they're preaching the gospel there with children from age one to twelve, I think. And they're living out their, their faith. And it's easy to be comfortable. So I would challenge all of us, including myself first off, to, to step out of the comfort zone and to um, live the gospel. Not just talk about it, not just read about it, uh, but keep your eyes and ears open. Because the Lord has a mission for all of us to put forth the, the good news of Jesus Christ. And it's easy to have the days and the weeks and the months go by and not have shared your faith even one single time with someone. Uh, we all have our own sphere of influence. Maybe our family members, our co-workers, um, someone that we meet on the street. But uh, there are opportunities for us to share the good news. And I think probably more often than we not, more often than not, we let those times go by. So I challenge myself and I challenge your listeners to, to um, keep their eyes and ears open to opportunities to be bold for Christ. Uh, it's hard, uh, but the Lord gives us the words when we need them, the Bible says. All right, well, thank you again uh, so much, Dave, for uh, taking this time out of your uh, busy uh, schedule um, to visit with us, and I hope that this will be an encouragement to our listeners. Um, and just uh, be in prayer for Dave, for his business, and for his desire to walk closely with the Lord. And I'm sure that uh, he will uh, be praying as this podcast goes forth that the people that need to hear it will hear it and that they will be challenged and changed. Uh, one of my biggest challenges that I like to give people is that they would not be the same person they were when they woke up in the morning when their head hits the pillow at night. Uh, I think we need to be in a constant uh desire and battle to change uh, for the good, uh, to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ, as Romans says, and 
with that, we will sign off for this interview, but thank you very much for listening. Um, this is Andrew Gomison saying, have a great day. And there you have it. Um, I was really thrilled to be able to sit down and have that interview uh, and grateful for technology, which allows us to do interviews and then place them back in at a later time. And as things progress with this podcast and Lord willing, my radio career, I may be able to do a better job technically of that, but I hope that you got the gist of the interview and that you were benefited greatly from it. Adam, um, you were not there for the interview at this time. I wasn't. So you didn't get a chance to ask any questions, but do you have any observations? I do. You know, one word that was coming to my mind listening to that interview was uh, wisdom. He had a lot of great wisdom, you know, talking about living boldly for the Lord. You don't hear that word very much um, about just trusting in him. And uh, remember the prayer request, too, for you listening to be praying for him. I know Andrew and I will be praying for him to just walk with the Lord and, and, and do what he asks us to do each and every day. So great wisdom there that our guest was talking about. And it's really encouraging to know that there are people, you know, we're all out there really trying to live that life. Absolutely. Well, I, we're so grateful for all of our listeners. Adam and I are super excited yes, because we're coming up uh, on a year of working together. Um, and it's been so fun. More fun is to come. So pay attention to the podcast. Uh, look at the show notes for each, each podcast and uh, participate. Send us a voicemail via the blog. Uh, get on the Facebook page. Do all that other fun stuff uh, because there's a lot coming up. Absolutely. So with that being said, this is Andrew Gomison saying, keep serving the best of masters. Have a great weekend.